A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And today, the number one contender for Randy Orton's WWE Championship on SmackDown is here. Jinder Mahal. Wow, it's going to be huge. We're going to talk about his big backlash main event. You'll also hear how he came back to the WWE after being let go. Why he uh, why he was let go in the first place. And what he did in between. He's got great stories about working with great Kali in India. And training in Calgary. Starting in Stampede Wrestling. I bet you didn't know that. We'll get into the three-man band gimmick, which uh, he did not like. Uh, not too many people did. His favorite match with the big show that I saw live. His current henchman, the Bollywood Boys, who've been around for a while. Lots coming up with Jinder Mahal. Uh, what a great week so far that I've had with uh, with the, with Fozzie on the Judas Rising tour. Um, Judas basically has gone viral, which is a, a great thing. The uh, the video at, 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 uh, as it stands right now is 2.3 million views in two weeks. Uh, once again, number one in eight charts, including Saudi Arabia. It debuted on the Billboard Rock charts for the first time, on the BBC Rock charts for the first time. Shows have been through the roof. I'm uh, recording this in the back of the tour bus outside of the Diesel uh, Club in Pittsburgh, which is almost sold out. Um, had some great uh, gigs. The Milwaukee gig was huge, about 1,200 people there. Green Bay, we had about 500, which was awesome. Uh, Dubuque, Iowa, interesting place we played in, a, which was basically a high school gymnasium. It was a venue that had a basketball court in it. We played the high schools and gymnasiums. So me, uh, Fozzie King, and Sons of Texas called it the Battle of the Bands. So hopefully we won. I'm not sure. Um, and then Northern Invasion, great experience as well. Uh, good times with uh, Matt Larson from Monster Energy. Shout out to him. And uh, good times uh, with, with everybody that's come and seen us. That's come and seen us, eh? So uh, there's still some shows left. you got to come rock with us. Don't miss this show. It's one of the uh, uh, most entertaining, fun shows you'll ever see. I guarantee it. And we've been opening the set with Judas. It's it's unbelievable how many are coming to the shows and already know the words. That's my favorite part. I let the fans actually sing. I've become, I've become, I've become, and everyone likes that. Uh, so uh, if you haven't heard it yet, what's wrong with you, man? Well, don't worry. Don't feel left out because I'm going to play it for you right now. Here it is, the new Fozzie single, debuting on the Billboard charts, top 40 already. This is Judas. Beautiful 
soul on the inside You are innocence personified And I will drag you down and sell you out Run away I am cold like December snow
Christmas in my mind. There you go, the new single from Fozzie. What do you think? We filmed that video uh, that's already done 2.3 million views in two weeks at the DDP Yoga Performance Center in Smyrna, Georgia. So DDP not only helped me out with my physical well-being, he also helped us out with the new video. And like I said, his DDP Yoga program has been helping out the whole band on the road. All of us are doing uh, doing it before gigs on the bus uh, outside in the dressing room to keep loose and limber. And DDP Yoga can do the same for you. More than just a week out program, it's truly a healthier way to live. Now, DDP has made it so easy for everyone to get on the path to healthier living thanks to the DDP Yoga Now app. And with the app, you can do the workouts anytime, anywhere, right from your smartphone or tablet. App is also loaded with nutrition tips, cooking tips, and tools to track your progress. And right now, DDP is giving you 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY-related merch. So when you go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho, you're going to get a bargain. Now, I've got the DDP Yoga Now app on my phone. I can do DDP Yoga on the bus, backstage at the venue, even in my hotel room. I've been doing it so much, sometimes I don't even use the app to uh, do the program. I just do a lot of the stretches and a lot of the poses that DDP has taught me over the last five, six years. It is the best physical uh, relief that I've had. I feel my back cracking on a daily basis thanks to DDP. Um, I just open up the app and get to work whenever I want to. Rich Ward is doing it on his phone as well. He's already got a couple workouts in on this tour. So have I. And right now, I want you to take advantage of the deal that DDP is offering to all of you, the sexy beast listeners of Talk is Jericho. 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all related merch at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's 20% off hats, t-shirts, yoga mats, heart monitors, all the swag, all the time. Just go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. That's ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Change your life today. Get in the best physical and mental shape ever and do it with DDP Yoga. I'm telling you, it's the way to go, man. Do it today. This, this is Talk is Jericho. So uh, one of the things I love about the business is how things can change in, in, in one night. And Jinder Mahal goes from losing in about 20 seconds on Raw to Finn Balor. No, who'd you lose to? Was it Finn? Yeah, Finn was the last one. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the two weeks later, one week later, you're the number one contender for Randy Orton's SmackDown Championship, which is amazing. Like, congratulations, dude. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, man, it's crazy how things can change just like that. And, uh, yeah, like, I would always hear that Vince says, like, oh, our fans don't. I have a short mem- memory, memory yeah. span, so yeah. I mean, let's see. <laughs> it re- but it really only does take that one night, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, even when I was first starting, it's like, all it takes is one big win, and it really is the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is. It's all about momentum, and yeah, just that one one big win. How Did, did you have any idea going into that match that you were going to win? Or I, I had heard the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, just coincidentally, they are like, oh, you're in a six-pack challenge match. I was like, oh, who's in it? I said, I said Corbin. They're like, no, Corbin's not in it. I was like, really? They're like, uh, they're like, no, you're working Randy next. I was like, really? So then I, I talked to Randy later. He was like, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was like, you know, things can change right. like they always do. Yeah. And I was like, I, oh, we'll see when we get there. I had that when uh, the Undisputed Championship with that tournament. It was me, Rock, Austin, and Kurt. And I was like, I was just happy to be in it. Yeah. And then I found out the day of the show that I was going to be winning. Yeah, yeah. The day of the show, I was like, "Really? Like no warning, no sign, like nothing." And that yeah. was, and that, like you said, man, one day, boom. Yeah, and even changes. like sometimes, even like the day of the show, you're still. Like, I've, I've seen a change before until too, it like, actually yeah, happens. Until it, until it even happens, in yeah. the ring, I was like, until I actually had that one, two, three, and I get the damn title, yeah, it yeah. still could change. Yeah, totally. You know? I've heard stories like things changing even in Gorilla up to right. Gorilla changing. Yeah, but see, but the thing is, to me, it's 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 great that you're getting this shot because when you came back here, and we'll go through the whole story, but you came 
loaded for bear, dude, you're ripped to shreds. You look amazing. Even like I was always saying, you look like a villain in a, in a Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> this great look. So yeah. I'm assuming that somebody saw that right off the bat and we could do something with this guy. Yeah, actually, when I came back, I didn't come in as good shape as I am now. So just to backtrack a little bit, maybe about two months before I came back, like I was like had hit rock bottom. I mean, I was drinking all the time and I was uh, eating, not watching what I eat. And I was actually like 260 pounds, just fat. I'm sure there's pictures of me on the internet, just working the Indies, not mm-hmm. caring. Uh, and then like one day I, was, I just stopped drinking completely. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to start getting in shape. I stopped drinking and I got the, the meal prep from Nutrition Solutions. So that's shout all. out to them. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Nutrition Solutions. Uh, and I just started dieting and training hard and literally I had lost 20 pounds. I was about 240 from the 260 that I had started and literally two months of me doing this. That's when WWE called me. Hmm. It, it was the strangest thing ever. Like for two years, no one, uh, no one called me. Yeah. Nothing. I was just doing my own thing. Not, not really caring. Right. So it was weird. Like as soon as I, it's uh, almost like you had a premonition. Yeah. 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 Just out of nowhere. I was like, I think I just seen like a picture of myself. I was just like, come on, like, this is not me. Mm -hmm. I'm better than this. So actually when I came back, I was 240, and that was me two months of dieting and all that. And you know, I've been dieting ever since and still haven't drank. And you know, I lock, I behave, I lock myself in my hotel room every (laughs) night. And so uh, yeah, it's like a complete 360 or 180 or whatever it is, 180 (laughs) from whatever I was doing before. And uh, yeah, it's strange how that how that happens. Like, just uh, overall, my whole attitude has changed. Like uh, when I, I mostly drive alone, I ride with Gallows and Anderson. But even while I'm home alone, I'm always listening to like uh, like either C. T. Fletcher or Eric Thomas, E. T. Just mo- just stuff to motivate. Positive, yeah, positive speaking yeah. type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or I listen to like Grant Cardone audiobooks. Just just being positive. And uh, it's weird how, like, it's kind of like The Secret. I haven't read The Secret, but I know what it's about. Just mm-hmm. just putting, having positive energy around you and just positive things start happening. I'm really, honestly, I'm a firm believer of this. This is, it's, like, who would have thought? I mean, when I was in 3MB, I wasn't really putting that much uh, effort in. And, you know, it reflected of where I was. You know, I, I always hear these things. People say, like, where you are in life is an exact, is exactly where you deserve to be. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. wherever you are, it's based on how much effort you put in, how much you care, who you surround yourself with, positive people, negative people, you know, the influences in your life. So it's weird. Just, I just honestly, it's the strangest thing ever. Just I started being positive, started thinking positive and positive stuff started happening. You know, you're right, dude. I've had that before. Um throughout my whole life when I first started wrestling I had you know people are very negative especially a smaller guy and I learned early on eliminate the negative influences and I've had that attitude positive 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 and you're right it really really does work I'm telling you if people listening if you adopt a positive attitude positive things happen and you're the perfect example of yeah, that totally yeah you know yeah. even it was even funny too with uh, the Bollywood boys who kind of came in as your henchmen yeah yeah they came up here and they were working 205 and they got sent to NXT and they were like really sad and despondent and i was like dudes it's better for you there yeah because you'll learn and figure it out and then here we are two months later they're in the main event angle of smackdown yeah actually i told them the same thing like you know it might be better because if you're an nxt you guys can just be a normal tag team Mm -hmm. you know maybe uh, something will open up in the in the tag team division so yeah yeah it's uh it's weird man when did you find out you're going to be put with them uh the day of Mm -hmm. yeah day of I think it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it adds more depth to the character, and they can. I'm a heel, so you always have your heaters. If if you win, it's because of them. If you lose, it's because of them. You have a way out every time. It's a great mix too. 
Yeah, 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 totally. And just going back to the whole positivity thing, like what keeps me motivated is like I see, you know, uh, like positive things happening and it just motivates me more and more. Like even the shape I'm in, like I dieted extra hard for WrestleMania and then, you know, I just like the way how I looked. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. And then, you know, I could have gotten, I'm not out of shape, but mm-hmm. I literally didn't even have a cheat meal after WrestleMania. It just made, it just motivated me even more. To just get even to, yeah, better even shape. better shape. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I find that too, especially with dieting. Once you get over the hump, it really is. It's easy to fall off the wagon, but it's also really easy to stay on it yeah. once you get that motivation. Yeah, actually, another thing that I do is I'll even show you later on. As of the new year, I started um, like a day planner, and every day I write down my goals. And one of my goals is to have best body in WWE. You know what's funny? Actually, one of my goals is I write down every single day, become champion in WWE. And it's weird how, like, if you just put it out there. If you put it out there, yeah. I agree. Ryback's yeah. really into that, too. Yeah, yeah, he He's is. He's really is. into it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, he but, is. But that, that's amazing to me because, like you said, putting it out there and watching it happen, and also, too, Stopping drinking and staying off the boat. And, and, and that, yeah. Was it hard at first to stop? Uh, no, I just stopped cold turkey just one day. Just no, and, it wasn't. Hard. And never had any wanting to cravings. No, honestly, I feel great. Like I, I didn't realize this up until like uh, maybe like a month or two after I stopped drinking. Like it just made me feel terrible. Like I, I was just used to. Yeah. Feel, feel <laughs> you got sick and tired good. of yeah. feeling sick and tired, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I feel amazing. I sleep every day. Like. And I want to wake up early. I do my cardio first thing in the morning, and I train. And mm. it's just it's motivating. Like I see the results, and you know I, I see myself moving up the card, and you know I become closer with Vince. Like it was weird. Like my first run, even when I, when I was in three MB, I would kind of like avoid Vince. Mm-hmm. Not not avoid him, but you it's know, intimidating. Yeah. He's intimidating. But now I have like a good relationship with him. And did he say anything to you about this upcoming push thing, or were you told anything? Yeah. Um, actually, he got to the arena really late, like 6.30, and uh, that match took a long time to call, and we literally were calling it like maybe half an hour before <laughs> match time. But he had rearranged, he had rewritten my promo. The original promo was something totally different. So when I finished calling the match, one of the writers is like, hey, Vince, change your promo. I was like, oh, okay, bring it to me. Uh, can you please bring it to me? So they brought it to me, and it, that, I had read the, the American comment and all that, and I was like, oh, I like the old promo better. Like It was like uh, something like, oh, I tried being peaceful, but nobody was listening, but now I have all you guys' everyone's attention. I just beat five of SmackDown's very best, and I did it all alone. Something like that. It was just like a regular heel promo, but then the new one was like, you Americans, this and that. I was like, oh, man, I don't... I don't think we should go, like, but I'm like, whatever, Vince wrote it, it's okay. But I did it, and the reaction that I got, I was like, oh, man, Vince is a genius. He knew exactly, he knows exactly what's going to draw the most heat. It's amazing when that happens, and you realize, like, he's Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's pretty smart to what's going on, because I've had that, too. Yeah. I remember one time, this was way before Carlito ever came in, I was doing an interview with Terry Runnels, and he's like, I want you to be eating an apple, and as you're eating the as you're talking, I want you to be spitting chunks of apple in her face. And I was like, that's terrible. He goes, just do it. Trust me. And I did it. It got huge heat. Yeah. And I'm convinced he was probably in a restaurant or something. And someone was eating and talking. And he saw a piece of food and went, that's disgusting. Yeah. That would get heat. And I was so adamant against it. But then here, of course, it worked. I'm like, yeah, he kind of knows what he's doing. You know? Yeah, man. It's weird. He's like an evil genius. Yeah. <laughs> so now I wonder, like, is there anybody who's like, watched more wrestling than Vince McMahon? I but, think about that sometimes when he's at gorilla position. Like, you know, how many matches? Like, what does it take for him to really go... That's a good match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is, is it to the point where even good matches are just like, well, of course it's good. Everybody should be good at this level. Is yeah. he ever impressed, you know? 
yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's weird. He like he knows what's going to draw the most heat. Right. I didn't see it at first, but after like soon as I heard the reaction, actually when I came back to, I sat with Vince and he was like, "Cause we we went overtime already," and he's like, "Forget about the time. Let him boo even more before you start talking." So I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when he's behind something, that's the golden ticket. Yeah. And when Vince actually took the time to write the promo for you, yeah, yeah. that's when you know he's invested in your, in, in your gimmick and your situation. That's a good yeah, thing. And actually, while we were there, I had actually asked Vince. I'm like, hey, Vince, please, every single live event promo, uh, can I do a promo? He said, yeah. He told uh, Michael Hayes, wrote out right away, hey, Jinder promo. So I checked my email a couple days ago, and I had a like script for house shows for promo, which I've, ne- I've never, never have, yeah. yeah, never. And even then, like a day later, like extra notes came, and that's so, coming right from Vince. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It says yeah per uh, because BKM, it's yeah. it's no small thing to be working for the world championship. It yeah. means something. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and to put you in that position that yeah. shows he sees something there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I totally agree, and like. I actually feel prepared this time, like whereas it would have happened earlier in my career. Mm-hmm. Like Vince knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. It's all but, timing, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. What did they tell you when they called you out of the blue to bring you back? It was kind of weird, man. Um, so, like I said, like two months of me dieting and training and everything. I actually got a call from the other wrestling promotion too. Really? Oh, so TNA called you? Yes. Okay. And there was a pay-per-view in Orlando on the Sunday. So I live in Tampa. They're like, yeah, can you come talk to us on the Sunday? We want you know talk to you, talk to Big. Okay. Saturday, the day before, Corano called me. Uh, Jinder, we want to sign you back. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the weirdest thing. So I sat on, I sat literally for two years. Nobody cared about me. Right. Nobody Because I didn't care. Yeah. All of a sudden, when I started caring, other people started mm-hmm. caring. And then, uh, so I told Corano, hey, listen, I got this meeting tomorrow. You know, let me just see my options. So I went to talk to them. And obviously, I knew I wanted to come back to WWE, but I had already told them that I was going to come talk to them. So I was going to keep my word. So I went and talked to them and then uh, called Corano back. I said, yes, and <laughs> send the contract over. It's good to let them know that they're – I would almost venture that they might have heard something that maybe you were having a meeting, you think? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. I, I, I've considered that, yeah, yeah. But it was right around the time when the draft came. I think they wanted to sign like five or six people mm, back. So it, Kurt Hawkins. It, it was just and- everything timing-wise worked out. And luckily, I had already started dieting and getting into shape because I, I would have looked horrible when, if I was my original shape. All right, there are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas, see? Already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. This this is Talk is Jericho. Let's talk about a little bit about what you did when you were off from here. Yep. I know that you were working with Great Kali in India. Yeah, yeah. And these were really big shows of like 30,000, 40,000 people yeah. in a stadium. How was? How did you get draw that type of a crowd? Um, is that, is that actually, Kali's influence? Actually, yeah, uh, Ka- yeah. First off, Kali is... I would say Kali is the most recognizable pro wrestler on earth, just mm. based on how many. There's not a 1.3 billion people in India. I don't think a single person doesn't know who Kali is, wow. and you can't you can't miss it. Like if you and I know, like the whole country knows Kali, mm-hmm. whether they watch wrestling or not, just because he's has crossover mainstream. And if you see him, you can't miss it. I told him he's the most famous Indian in the world. I, yeah, oh yeah, easily. Yeah, in yeah, the world, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would even say like most recognizable, even on earth, like. Mm, out of on the planet because wrestler. of the 1.3 billion people that know him there's not a single person who doesn't know him wow yeah so not only that and um quickly just it, interject why is that like is is it because he's so big and because he just everything like uh, actually what like instantly skyrocketed him undertaker for years is very famous in india he was in a it wasn't really him but they did a knockoff undertaker in a bollywood movie like years mm. ago so just everybody knows who undertaker is like people who don't even watch wrestling, they'll say, you know, like they'll scare their kids. Hey, go to sleep or Undertaker will come. You know, oh, like it's yeah, he's kind of like boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, he's like a uh, like a myth. Like a, mm-hmm. he's a legend in a, in a way. So I don't know if they knew this or did this is on purpose. So when Kali came and beat the Undertaker, it was instant sky skyrocket. And he's seven foot tall. Like he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to stand up the crowd yeah. no matter what. Exactly, right? exactly. And then uh, you know he, he won the world title and everything. Like even if people don't watch wrestling, he's always in the news. Like whatever he does, he has people know. Yeah. Huge crossover and like he, I w- I even think he's more popular than even movie stars. Mm, yeah, okay, he's gotcha. On like a whole another level of popularity. So I mean, like the the city we were in, the first show actually, I Kali. Uh, like trusting me to book all the talent and actually I booked the storylines so I know what works in India like all the people that were there we had 30,000 the first show 60,000 the next and these, these aren't big cities this is like 2-3 million in the city hmm. I mean those are big cities but, it, but I mean, still, it's not yeah. like Delhi right. like man if we ran Delhi if there's a stadium big enough like it could outdraw easily Wrestlemania hmm. the one they did in Dallas right. if there's a big enough stadium and the, the angle is done right so we just did the ang- like I cut like an old like old school Puerto Rico angle where the guy, is, his name is Brody Steele. He's from Maritimes. He's just a, we needed just a big, huge guy that, that will actually look like a threat to Kali. So I was just thinking who would be perfect. And he, he popped in my mind, oh, Brody Steele. So I got him booked. And there's not very many, like, big 300, six, six-foot guys that, you know, have, might have, that have the right mindset to come put Kali over, you know. Oh, yeah. But he was perfect, like, to, to a T. So we did the gimmick where him and his two cronies, actually Mike Knox, and this guy, Apollo, is a Puerto Rican guy, mm-hmm. a big, huge guy, real, really good wrestler. Uh, Apollo, he was in TNA for okay, in the yeah, very beginning. The game, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they jumped Kali. They like gave in his a hotel room or something? No, no, no. That was this. Okay. This, yeah, this was recently. So okay. This was in the, in the ring. Uh, okay. In a one-on-one match, they came, and then they, you know, gave Kali the chair shot. Kali was bleeding everywhere. And Kali legitimately 
took an ambulance to the hospital, stayed in the hospital overnight, just for kayfabe reason. And it, like overnight, it was like, like viral, like all, all top news channels. Kylie got hospitalized, Kylie got hospitalized. So then the next, the return was set up, I think two or three nights later. So Kylie cut the press con, did the press conference, you know, it's going to be blood for blood. Then there was 60,000. Wow. Like arena, you couldn't fit a single, you couldn't fit <laughs> yeah. any more people in there. It was bad. You, you know what? There, there was like 60,000 in. I would say at least another 20,000 outside of the arena. Really? Just standing, yeah, just to hear. Just, just hanging around. Just yeah. hanging out, yeah. It, was, it took like hours to get in and out of there. So uh, uh, like a lot of those 60,000 people, they're not, they don't watch WWE. They're just there to see a fight. Like mm-hmm. they, they, it's kayfabe still there. Mm-hmm. Just the angle was like a kind of kayfabe angle. And it was just done. It's not anything Kelly does is going to make news anyway. So kind of use the, the but press. But you were yeah. kind of booking it though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the last show that he did, I booked, uh, I was still in WWE and I still booked all the, the, the guys. And uh, uh, actually for the return, I, the, the match that I booked was, uh, I told Kelly, hey, the two, Mike Knox and Apollo, uh, handcuffed to the ring, Kali versus uh, Brody Steele. So there was a ref bump. He, t- he took the, the key, the key out of the ref's pocket. They unlocked <laughs> it. So the three guys came, but then Kali blew the comeback on all three of the guys. I think ducked a chair or something. Then he he gave those guys a chair. I've never heard a reaction like this. It was insane. Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't just it was wrestling. For the people legitimately thought they were yeah yeah, 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 yeah. seeing a fight. And it, it, was Kali was Kali taking care of you like financially? Yeah, for yeah, those? yeah, of yeah, course. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. So is that something? He's, he, is he going to do this regularly, or is it just like a one shot thing? It's very hard to organize shows in India. Gotcha. Uh, you have to get permission, which is not hard for him to get, but it's hard to control people there too, like. The ticket takers, you know, it's not a lot like of corruption, where, right? Yeah, exactly. Like people are going to let their friends in and just organizing the show is a lot, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Those two shows were actually done by the government, like the the premier or uh, what's it called in the States where the the senator? Uh, no, no, no. Of the state? Uh, governor. Governor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was done through like the governor of that state. He had built two brand new stadiums, and the first event that he wanted to hold was was wrestling. It's called, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for, as far as anything goes, you you have a, a a big name as well at this point. You're growing all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, like just because I'm Indian doesn't mean they're gonna like me. It's like say if there's an American playing in UK soccer team, but he's a bench warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody sure, cares. But sure. If he's like a top player. Everybody would go for it. Everybody, yeah. Because that would have been kind of good at you and Kali against each other. That could have worked. You turn on him. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, it could, you know, yeah, you're yeah, big so enough. Maybe. You could make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We could have. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of great Indian wrestlers, talk about, always think about Great Gama from yep. Calgary. And I found this out not maybe the first run, but right towards the end that you were from Calgary. Yeah, yeah. And you came up basically through the same group of guys veterans that i did yeah uh, bad news jerry morrow Moore, gama. gama yeah yeah uh, did you are you uh related to gama at yeah all? yeah yeah he's my uncle oh is he really yeah yeah legit yeah legit yeah. oh no shit man yeah. so so when did you know that you wanted to get into the business man i've just been a fan my whole life like yeah. i wanted to get into the business like when you're in calgary yeah. Uh, yeah. and you're a wrestling fan yeah that makes it even more pronounced because calgary's a huge wrestling city yeah so actually i i'm born in 86 so i was too young during the whole stampede mm-hmm. and all that so i'm a wwf fan right and wcw and ecw growing up like i just watched wrestling always and i always wanted to wrestle 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 so um i started wrestling actually when i was like uh 15 hmm just started training and doing the odd show. Uh, 
Bad News ran a couple shows with Rick Titan, mm-hmm. Rick Wagner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who uh, did you train with those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So uh, Titan trained you? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, the first, yeah, for Titan. Jerry would teach, Bad News would teach. And uh tight tight at first, but um a lot mostly it was Jerry. Jerry Morrow. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. an underrated I, I, I performance. Bad news, yeah, bad news, bad news too. Yeah, yeah. But bad news had the, the, the worldwide fame, worked for a long time in WWE. Jerry Morrow, one of the most uh underrated, undiscovered talents maybe in the history of the business. Yeah, yeah. But those that know know. Like those yes. that know Jerry you say, Hey, Jerry's the best. But a lot of people don't know Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, he's he should have been it's funny, uh, yeah. Lance and Don on their podcast are doing a Jerry Morrow tribute where they're yeah. having guys call in. And even though he's still with us, they wanted people to know just how good he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, people, there's a lot of guys that were calling in. And, you know, I, I called in, left a comment because he had, he had a very thick accent, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, from, they need Jerry Morrow on the show, but he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <as> well. <laughs> so funny. But it's hard to understand him talk. Hey, Blow. Hey, I do, hey. Blow. Hey, hey, you lady. Hey, get up. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have a lot of matches with him in your early years? Um, yeah, I, I started wrestling regularly. Nah, in my early years, like from 15, 16, not, not that much. Like, I would just train and, and try to get – there wasn't that many shows, maybe like one every like two, three months kind of mm, thing. Yeah, yeah. Just whenever we could. Uh, I remember even going to Winnipeg, and we worked for Don Callis and Tony Candelo, even Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. But – in 2004, me and my cousin Gamma's son, uh, his name's Raj or Gamma Jr., we started wrestling for Bruce uh, Stampede Wrestling. And they would run every Friday at the Ogden Legion. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. 20 people. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like TJ Tyson Kidd was there, Harry was there, Natalia was there. Good crew. Yeah, Victor. Victor, uh, who's in the Ascension now? Ascension, yeah, yeah. yeah he oh, there's was a lot there. of Calgary guys. Yeah, there was, yeah. yeah. Ted Hart. Mm hmm. Even, there was like a lot of good wrestlers. I think there's a guy named Pete Wilson who was really good, but he, nobody uh, he didn't um, didn't get to the next level. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get to the next level. So we would wrestle every Friday, and then Ross would run like his Saturday spot shows once in a while, and mostly in the summer. So we would keep busy with that, and I would continue uh, training. I was going to uh, University of Calgary at the same time, so I was doing college and mm-hmm. wrestling on the weekends, and then uh, I got signed when I was 23. Here, yeah, WWE. So I went to FCW. Did you did you do some tryouts or something like that? Yeah, when yeah. I came to Calgary. So I was an extra in like about a year before when I was like maybe twenty two or maybe even twenty one. But like knowing how WWE works now, I didn't know at the time. But they were kind of interested. I know I know they were interested in me because I did a match. They're like, hey, you stay in, get another guy in there. Did another match. And I, like this is you're talking about so, when they're having the tryouts yeah, in during the day in the yeah, empty arena exactly i'm so nervous so right after and i'm working like super stiff and actually the, the first match might have been even with my cousin raj we're both like just <laughs> like and blown, yeah, yeah we're blown sky high like you stay hey another person come in did another match they're like hey you stay stay in and uh, dins uh, eugene yeah. uh, dinsmore was just coming back at that time and they're like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, do some stuff with Eugene. Luckily, I was so blown, and Eugene luckily called an easy match. He did. He called everything. And then, then they're like, hey, you stay in there. We want to – it was Tyler Breeze. They're like, hey, we want to see him selling. So can you really turn it up on him and be aggressive? We want to see the way he sells. Knowing how this place works now, I think they might have been looking if I can turn it up. Yeah. But not want to I tell was, you that. I was so blown up. Like, <laughs> I was dying. Who was telling you that? Uh, Noble was there. Uh, Jamie. Jo- uh, uh, Johnny was there. Okay. Ringside. There was, there was a whole bunch of people ringside, yeah. 
But like I was like, oh, they're not looking, you know. So if, I knew, if they would have not said, hey, we're looking, can you? We're watching you. Maybe I would have been different. <laughs> you were thrown to realize the, too blown the up. reverse like yeah, I was so blown up. I was dying. Like even after the first match, I was dead. But I was like, oh, I gotta keep going. Gotta keep going. So I think I kind of messed that one up just mm. by maybe being blown up, and right, right, not right. relaxing. Sure, sure. So, be- before you go, tell, tell before you get out of this, tell me a little bit about bad news in your relationship with him. Yeah, man, uh, bad news was literally like my dad. Really? Uh, yeah, man, I was very close. Me and Roger, especially, uh, he really, really liked us. Like even at his funeral, me and Roger were pallbearers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we were very close with bad news. Uh, in what way? Like training wise, just yeah, training life just or? even in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, even in life, like he would just just such an he had so much life experience from growing up in new york and the age that he grew up like with all the racism and all that and then the olympics and training in japan actually he would he would train us kind of like the stuff that they did in japan like a lot of squats a lot of push-ups just just blow us up a lot like that mm. news training was very tough mm. like, like you said japanese style yeah japanese style yeah yeah japanese style and um he was just a huge influence on me just personally too you know, and when he passed away, I remember my cousin Raj called me, like woke me up uh, in the morning. He's like, "Hey, uh, bad news passed away." I was like, "Oh man!" Mm. Was it like a sudden thing? Yeah, it was a sudden thing. Yeah, yeah. Heart attack? Yeah, or? heart attack. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh man, was yeah. he? Uh, what was he doing at that point? Was that was he like a security guard? Yeah, he was a security guard at the mall just outside of Calgary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a, a security guard. Did he ever tell you any any good stories from when he was here in WWE? Uh yeah he did but man, I don't really, like there's so many like I can't pinpoint one <laughs> he was always mad at Vince because the one that he told me was that Vince promised, promised him the world title, the world title tell, yeah. tell me yeah. about that one that's pretty much the yeah you think it was really like against a world Piper title. or something or yeah and he like he had actually said that he was he was offended with the black and white thing but you know when you're in the business it's what are you gonna say you know, right, like, right 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 okay and he's, a lot of times we're put in situations too where you know we're not comfortable with it but just gotta hey, do it yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. Last time I saw bad news, he came to Calgary at a, stand, uh, a show, a WWE show, and he asked for 50 comps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. It's like, I, I can't get you 50 comps, news. Yeah. I could probably get you 10. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe someone else can get you 10. <laughs> you go through yeah, it that way, you know. Through, yeah, well, yeah. Come on, man. I worked here for so many. Vince took so much, so much money from me. I'm like, That's probably what it was. He just, he, he just <laughs> yeah. it was the principle he uh, Always uh, hated the, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the promoter side of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, go back. You blew your first audition. Then when did you finally Yeah, then I went to, or, uh, what's it called, Tampa FCW for a tryout, and... Did you fly yourself down there? Yeah, at that time, because in Calgary, TV doesn't, like, it comes, like, every two years. So mm. I was like, man, either we can wait around two years. or But they used to do this thing where you, you send in, like, a picture or whatnot. They pick, like, 30 people, but you, you pay. You fly yourself down and you oh, try okay. out. But, I, like, they had done one before, and someone else that I knew or I had heard, like, got signed. The guy, it fell through, but a guy named Randy Myers, he's from Calgary. He had got, actually got signed, but something fell through. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. I was like, oh, man, maybe I, at that time I told my cousin, I was like, hey, man, we should go to the next one. You know, why not? Yeah. Or we can sit around and wait until WWE comes into town maybe a year or two. Uh, so we're like, you know what, let's go, whatever. So we went to the tryout, and uh, right at the tryout, Steve Kern was like, oh, we signed one person today at this tryout, and he called my name. Uh, I was picked out of the bunch to get signed right on the Wow. Spot. How many yeah. guys was that was 30. there? 30. 30. So you impressed them so much. Yeah. I wonder if they if they passed along that they had taken a look at you in Calgary. You know? I don't think so. No. But but Steve Kern had a, like I knew day one he was interested in me because I did my match. Uh, I went to talk to him 
And he had told me, like, hey, Vince McMahon has, has been telling me for a long time that he's looking for Indian, Indian wrestlers. He had, he had mentioned that to me. And then, uh, like, I, I also the next day, uh, who was it? I think Mike Rotundo came or maybe mm-hmm. Dusty or someone. And he, like, specifically, he's like, hey, uh, Raj, uh, match. And, uh, like, I could kind of tell like, he was, he liked me. you've been me. around, I, yeah. you can see it. I was, ta- I was you know, I'm 6'5". Mm-hmm. I was young, like 22, 23. And, uh, yeah, he, he picked He said, yeah, he was signing you. Was it hard when you got signed and your cousin didn't? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just said, hey, keep trying, you know, that you know, maybe you get signed later. That's something you learn right off the bat. I remember, right, I used to start as a tag team with Lance. Yeah. And uh, Mike Lazansky had a trip to uh, Kansas City booked, which the whole thing was a disaster. And it was the shits. But, um, and I was like, well, can I bring my partner, Lance? He's yeah. like, hold on a second, dude. Let me tell you something. He goes, how many matches have you had? I'm like, 20. He's like, you're not going to have a tag team partner for the rest of your career. You can't call the shots. You take the bookings that you can get. You want it or not? I'm like, yeah. And then I had to tell Lance, I got this booking and yeah. you didn't get it. And he's like, yeah, dude, go for it. I mean, you can't yeah, feel actually, bad. You know what's funny? Like when we went there the first day, you sign in or whatever. Dr. Tom was there. And I think he had asked me like, oh, okay, so this, this, this. Anything else? I was like, oh, yeah, we're tag team. And he literally just went like this with it. He just like said, basically said, forget about it. <laughs> forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gave me that. I think everybody thinks that too, especially when your cousin's like, "We'll be a tag team, and yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna get, we're gonna get signed, yeah, we're gonna and we'll go to the signed. top." Yeah. It's very rare, like the Hardy Boys. Like that's so yeah. rare to have the brothers that actually stay as the team. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it is. So I mean, yeah, it was. It sucks when mm-hmm. he doesn't get signed, but. I mean, what can I do? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got signed, right? Yeah. So did, were, were you in the FCW system for yeah, a long yeah. time? No, only one year. Okay. So it took me about four or five months to get my work visa. Came FCW. I was there for literally like one year and one week. I was going to train at John Cena's gym with Rob McIntyre, the trainer at the mm-hmm. time. And then I got a call from office, uh, Kristen Altman, uh, Talent Relations. She was like, hey, we're you updating your, pro, your uh, profile. She asked me a couple questions, told her, and I went to FCW that day, and uh, they were, like, updating the photos, but there was a guy there named Matt yeah, Kenobi, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the, Matt Martellero, Matt yeah. Martellero. Matt Martellero's like, hey, we need to shoot two promos and a match for Vince right now. So, because of the pictures, I had already had my gear with me, so they're like, yeah, pick a guy who you want to wrestle, so I, I had a match with Camacho. Uh, Tonga's kid, right? Tonga's kid, kid, yeah, 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 yeah Tavita. Mm-hmm. And did the two promos. I think that might have been on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Then, like, Friday, I'd gotten a call, hey, you're going to TV this week. <laughs> I don't know what for. They just said, uh, bring all your gear, bring suits and whatnot. So I go to Raw, and uh, it, was, it was the draft Raw that mm. year, 2011. Okay, uh, yeah. that was that long ago. Wow, yeah. yeah Were was, you always Jinder Mahal? Yeah, it was FCW, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Jinder Mahal from FCW. I thought maybe they'll change my name. Like, you would always hear, like, oh, just whatever. It's just a name. It'll change or whatnot. Were you Jinder Mahal in Canada as well? No, 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 no. What was no. your name? Raj your... Singh. Raj Singh. Raj Singh. Yeah. So yeah. how did you get the name Jinder Mahal? Did you think of it or someone gave it to you? Uh, I think Mark Lero. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Or I, I said, like, you need first name Jinder and maybe, like, Mahal is, like, a last name that is easy for white people. Associate, I'm not mm-hmm. white people, but <laughs> yeah, I guess, Americans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Canadians. Yeah, yeah, Non-Indian. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Associate and it's easy to pronounce mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah, so I went to TV. It was the Monday in Charlotte. And they did the draft. And I seen Triple H real quick. He's like, oh, hey, Jinder. This is the first time I met Triple H. I talked to him on the phone one time before. 
right before before I went. He was just like, oh, you're coming to TV, this and that. Okay. So he's like, oh, gender. Hey, tomorrow morning, go come early and film promos with Brawler on the like the green screen. So I went the next morning and I cut promos. I cut two promos, recorded them. And uh, actually, while I was still in that room, I guess they came out of the meeting. And I know Marty, the cameraman from FCW, because he would come every three weeks right. to film FCW. So, hey, Marty, how's it going? Hey, hey, big debut today. I was like, what? <laughs> he has a script. It was Great Kali promo with Rey Mysterio, Ranjan Singh, and Jinder Mahal. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that was in Greensboro, and we did the promo where um, I pretty much came and I spoke uh, Punjabi. I just said, hey, Jinder Mahal's here now, and I'm here to stay. And then I think the next week... I love it too. It's yeah. like, you know, you come in, but you have to be with Runjan and, and Kali. Yeah. Just like Bollywood boys have to be with you. It's like you guys all have to hang yeah, out together, yeah, yeah. right? That's yeah, wrestling for but you. That's wrestling. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they all yeah. match. I, I, I like that. Like, it's old school. Well, but it's good too, though. It's a good mix. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how you started was kind of as Kali's partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, like, at first... I, like on all the live events I would wrestle and Kali would just manage like just uh, chop the guy <laughs> on the finish like when the ref yeah. distracted I like calling it dropping a tree branch on your head that oh, thing yeah, hurts yeah. like hell it's <laughs> terrible I probably wrestled Kali maybe like literally a hundred times really like, like, I was married to everywhere because I, I think like that I could have a good match with him a we're friends and B we can communicate speak the language yeah, speaking yeah. language I'm calling spots and been, like saying this yeah, and this yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nobody else understands what I'm saying right and I kind of had like a match down with him like it was like I think I remember you guys did that on the house shows quite a bit didn't you exactly yeah. every single house show mm-hmm. every single tour like I remember that those like, were good matches yeah it was, we just had one mat, kind of mm-hmm. go to match yeah, yeah. I feel bad for the like you see sign guy like at different shows and <laughs> Like, I always equate it to this. If you go to, you know, a Kiss concert yeah, and yeah. you're going to follow them around on the tour, yeah. they're playing the same set every night. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. just calm down, guys. <laughs> if the match is the same. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Yeah. And uh, so they just kept me with Kali uh, working him. And it was funny. Sometimes he, like, he'd hit me with a chop every night. Sometimes he would... Uh, barely touch me he'd slap his elbow and sometimes it would just drill me it's like a cleaver in your head and, and, an and if it's a big house chop i would feed into the into the oh uh, the dunk. big tree slam yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh yeah 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 glutton for punishment <laughs> if it's a big house yeah only if it's a big house only if it's a big house and, and it's, so that's, that's how you started you guys were together and you turned on him obviously yeah, yeah. I, I, they wanted to so me and kali were healed but he was still getting baby face reaction so I think Vince maybe wanted to keep a baby face, and mm. they they uh, they split us up. I think actually at that time, why they kind of bring me in right away, Kali's contract was up, and it wasn't going to reshare if he was going to resign or not. And uh, the Indian market is so big, they needed wrestlers. So I think that's why like all of a sudden get the rub right away. Yeah, Kali ended up resigning, and then they kept him baby face, kept us separate. And uh, then I started wrestling him for the next uh, maybe year and a half. Forever. And then I joined 3MB. Is, it went straight from that to, to 3MB? No, no, I did my uh, – I was alone for, like, sure. wrestling on superstars. And made, but nothing uh, really – No, like, the odd time, I, like – we worked like maybe Zeke or I'd work. See, so it was just kind of just in the prelims, like sporadic. Right? I would get on SmackDown every once in a while. But mo- mostly I was on um, – yeah, like superstars or. Did you travel with Kali as well? Yeah, yeah. How was course. it traveling with oh, him? I love traveling with Kali. Uh, yeah, of course, because I lived in. I had actually moved to Houston too. I, we used to live next door. It was my house, one house, and then Kali's. So Kali's literally like he's like my big brother. I, I love Kali. I talk to him all the time, even still. 
So, uh, yeah, um, his wife would drop us off at the airport, we'd fly, I'd get the rental car, come pick him back up. What kind of a car are you getting? I always have SUV. Okay. Yeah, 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 always SUV. To fold himself in there. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt bad for a man, like, uh, it, it's tight. Like, even me, I'm 6'5", and it's right. hard for me to sit in car, like, for, uh, especially after we wrestle, we, we go straight to a car because we've got to make the next city. You know, it's not like we have time to stretch or cool sure. like a, you would in normal sports or something. Maybe at least a cool down. Mm-hmm. It's wrestle, drive, wrestle, drive. Fly. It's pretty funny when you're hanging out with somebody where you're the little guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> was there? Did you ever like if you're traveling down the road in like Bismarck, North Dakota? Did people ever flip out when they see a guy that big? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> a you get wrestling. Right. Fans. B. He's been in a couple movies like uh, Get Smart, Get yeah. Smart, and The Longest Yard. Like everybody's seen The Longest Yard. Right. So if it's not from wrestling, is The Longest Yard, and if not that, like holy, this guy, we got to get a picture with him. This guy's so big. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't even know who he is. They just know we got to get a shot. Yeah, of this guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. M- mostly a lot of the people with movies, mm. like everywhere. But it's funny, yeah, even with Kylie, man. You like never pay for a gym. <laughs> Free shakes. <laughs> it's great riding with Kali. Such so, a worker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I rode with Kali for a while. And um, no, it was good. We just listened to Indian music and oh, yeah? really talk. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, is, is there actual like, bands from India or is it like yeah, just singers, traditional yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah. Their bands aren't really that big. It's mostly singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, traditional stuff, new stuff. Indian music is... There's the, like, so you're, so like, you're pretty connected with the Indian cultures. Like, cause yeah, yeah, in yeah. Calgary, there's a lot of in, Indian, yeah, East Indian, in Canada, in like Canada lacrosse. Toronto. Yeah. I, when I wrestle in Vancouver, I'm like straight up babyface. Like, mm. half the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Tons, yeah. Uh, yeah, the huge Indian. And actually, like where I live in Calgary, this is where all the Indian people live, mm. like all, all the Indian stores. Like, you could, someone could move from India to that part of Calgary, or like in Vancouver, it's Surrey. Toronto's Brampton. Oh, you can sorry, move there yeah. and like not even learn English and still get through life. Right. Yeah. So that's that used it, to blow my mind when I lived in Vancouver. Is there you walk into a store where there would be Indian and also uh, Chinese, yeah, Chinese or, or Japanese yeah, lots, or whatever yeah, that would, wouldn't Asian. even learn, wouldn't even know any English. Yeah. That's like if I opened a store like in Delhi, yeah, yeah. I would try and learn some some you know some Indian language so yeah. I could actually communicate. Yeah. You know. But if you're in an area where only like uh, that's American true. or Canadian yeah. or English speaking people live, then you wouldn't learn. English. So when you come down to uh, you live in Tampa now, yep. can you find like authentic Indian food, or is there, it kind of shady? There, there, no, there is a place. As, as people find this weird, but it's connected to a gas station. <laughs> but uh, I, like the Indian food that you eat at restaurants is not like Indian food that you eat every day. Mm-hmm. It's like you go to a Chinese restaurant. Chinese people are not eating this every. Right. You know yeah. What yeah, I mean? yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's kind of so. For, so, for, so, if you're eating like Indian food, like like when you go home with your parents, yeah. like what's the main dish that, that like mo- mostly it's roti, like it's like a flat flatbread. Mm-hmm. Non, non, like people always say naan, but naan you really only eat on like weddings or something. something. You, can, you can't don't eat naan every day. It's just the, the flatbread, and so I'm Sikh, and Sikhs traditionally are vegetarian. Oh, okay. The ones that. Practice, practice follow fully, yeah fully yeah I, my mom is practiced fully she's vegetarian so a lot of the dishes are like lentils or like vegetables like potatoes and cauliflower and carrots and whatnot mm-hmm. but uh you can also make like chicken curries and all that gotcha but right, right. tradition mostly it's always just like roti and like lentils and yogurt 
Hmm. Indian people drink a lot of milk. I, like, man, growing up, I used to drink like a gallon of milk a day. <laughs> it was, it was, now I never drink milk. <laughs> yeah, I hate me too. I was the same. I used to drink a lot. It's we went to India in 2002, and this it's the the famous thing. But the, the cows, yeah, yeah, are yeah. sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are to yeah, the point yeah. like. I remember I was sitting next to Glenn at Kane, and we yeah. had to, we were in the back of the bus. And it was like three in the morning, and we had to stop because yeah. there was a cow in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you can't drive past the cow. I said, "Well, yeah. let's go out and shoot." It's like, no, if the cow wants to sit in the road, yeah, you wait until it moves. Yeah, yeah. Hindu religion, uh, cow is is very. Strange. And why is that? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Do they why. think it's, it's like a, like God on Earth or something? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe even a reincarnation. Karma incarnation. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I think I could be wrong because I'm Sikh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so, but yeah. but even just culturally all over India, no, like because religion kind of flows into culture. Then mm-hmm. especially a lot of a lot of people in India are religious. So what is the what's what's, a, what's Sikh? Is that a part of the country? Is that a no, no, religion? Sikhs are religion. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And but, so the ones that that are worshiping, not worshiping, but that respect the cow is a that's Hindu. Hindu. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly Sikhs live in Punjab, the pro, like state Punjab, and speak Punjabi. Mm. Mo- mostly, I mean, there's uh, all over, but for the most part. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know. And what's the biggest difference between Hindu and Sikh? Uh, I mean, they're two completely different religions. Okay. Yeah, like Sikh religion believes in one God. It, it, What's the name of the God in the Sikh religion? Just God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just God. There's one okay. God. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a very cool religion if you if you read up on it. Like you see, in America, if you see someone with a turban on, ninety nine percent he's Sikh. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of people at Americans don't know they think. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's Muslim or because just because the with the media image portrayed. Sure. Yeah. And actually, like right after nine eleven, like a couple Sikhs got murdered. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Or even like na- like recently, I've seen in the news, like all the time, every once in a while, like in New York, like people will beat up like a Sikh guy with They're a turban. Yeah, it's just, with yeah, a terrorist just don't know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. from the image. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, at, at right now, I know there's like a couple um, groups that have form, formed of Sikhs that are trying to inform people, like, you know, we're a separate religion. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not Muslim, we're not terrorists, whatever. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, Sikh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sikh, yeah, yeah. Just, just teaching people, like, understanding, you know. This, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Awareness. Sure, Awareness. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I said I didn't know any about, about anything about Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very yeah, cool yeah. religion. You know, I uh, um, highly suggest the listeners, you know, maybe a quick Google search. Yeah, Google, Google yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Talk is Jericho. Steering back to, there's no segue I can even say. So tell us about three man band. Like, but you mentioned the, the you, you're doing the thing where you're working with Kali, then you're kind of in the underground, and then yeah. suddenly you get put together as three man yeah. band. Actually, right before three MB, uh, I was in NXT. I would go film the NXTs, and I was in the first NXT tournament mm-hmm. uh, for title. So me and yeah, Seth was the final match. You and Seth were yeah yeah oh, cool. yeah yeah. So Seth won the t- the match against me, won the title. Uh, I was still uh, I was I was on WWE TV and all the house shows and all that. At that time, NXT was nowhere near it was oh, yeah. what it is now. It was so 
like kind of, I, I was even thinking like, oh man, this is a hassle. Like on my day off, I gotta go film this. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to like, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. whatever. It's like some little Florida town, yeah, yeah, Destin, yeah. Florida for the no, house show. It, no, it's full sale. Okay, I'll that, only do oh, the full sale. Okay. Yeah. You only yeah. do the big shows, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. After the tournament, like literally one or two weeks later, because I think the next TV taping, I, I uh, had the rematch with Seth and I was already in 3MB. So I came to TV. I can't remember where we were. Right when I got to the building, I see Heath Slater. He's like, man, I just had a meeting with Vince. I'm going to get my own band. Well, who's going to be in it? He's like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe Johnny Curtis was in Fandango at the time. Right. He was coming to TV. Surprisingly enough, Dean Ambrose was coming to TV. <laughs> well, maybe Ambrose. <laughs> not knowing that. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's, going, he's going to the yeah, Shield. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was two plans. groups yeah. formed that day, they, the Shield yeah. and 3MB. They had other plans. <laughs> and I jokingly said, like, oh, watch, I'll be in the band. Like, complete joking. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, Drew uh, McIntyre is my best friend. Like he's like my brother. So I was hanging around Drew, by ringside, and one of the writers called Drew over. Kevin Eck, Kevin Eck calls Drew over, and I just stumble into the hall. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go eat. I'll go to catering. So I come in the hallway, and I see Scotty, uh, Scott Armstrong. Oh, Scotty, cards out. Oh, hey, what do I got? He's like, oh, I think it was like Heath Slater versus Brodus Clay with Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal running. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, I'm in the band. Uh, so at first I was like, oh man, I was like, how is this gonna work? Just because my character was like completely different. But knowing how Vince thinks, like that's what he wants. Even Drew was like very serious. Right. That's he's not gonna pick the obvious choices. He's gonna pick something way out of left field. <laughs> sure enough, he did. And uh, then like we're like, you know what, man? This is an opportunity. Let's take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's all we can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so was the original plan for you guys to actually be a band? Because we never actually got there. No, I, the plan was like a Millie Vanilli type. Like, okay, right, yeah, right. yeah, I think he, Vince even said like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that where you guys get caught lip syncing or whatever. But like, did you even do that? No, we didn't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> no. We, we, like that week, I, I, I had an overseas tour to, I think, Egypt. Mm-hmm. And right when I landed, they were like, uh, hey, a car server is going to pick you up from uh, Newark or LaGuardia, wherever we landed. You're going to Stanford to film vignette. He Slater and Drew flew from, I guess, home, and we all met in Stanford, and we did, like, a behind the music. The original one was a lot longer than the one that aired. I think it was, like, six minutes long, and it was just too long for a yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think you can find it on YouTube. So they did, like, a behind the music thing where we're talking, like, we're an actual band. And we did the one thing in Nashville where we uh, went on stage, which we were hammered, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? Yeah, oh yeah. Nashville, like, what, at a club or something? Yeah, 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 at a nightclub. Yeah, like uh, the, I was actually, you know what, I had, I was on a house show on the Sunday. It's like somewhere in Tennessee. And they, so on Saturday, they're like, I got the memo, maybe Chrono. Hey, Jinder, you don't go to the house show tomorrow. You got to go to Nashville to film something. So they took me off the house show. So I went to Nashville and it's like at a club. And uh, they have it worked out where like the band is on stage and we, were, we kicked the band off stage. We're like, we're going to perform. And then the bouncers come, uh, or like a cop comes with, it shows us the handcuffs and it cuts out. So you guys were loaded? Yeah, they gave us unlimited <laughs> drinks. <laughs> unlimited tap. Oh, man, we were <laughs> I was like, man, I hope I don't fall getting on this <laughs> I thought it would have been great because I talked to maybe even you as well, but talked to Slater about it. It was like, it'd be great if they actually had you guys play, even if you have no musical experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, give you like one afternoon of lessons. You're on guitar, yeah. he's on bass, and he, Slater's on drums or whatever. Yeah. And just go and play for like two minutes on Raw. It doesn't matter how bad it yeah, is. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think Drew actually tried to even learn guitar. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he really he tried to commit to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also at the same time, 
like a week or two later, Shield came and the attention kind of shifted. I, I remember even at one time, like we we went to Raw and we weren't booked. They were like, Vince only wants like one three man group. And they're like, oh, you guys will be on SmackDown, and we weren't on SmackDown. We were on Superstars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. So went down and then. Uh, the plan, I don't think the plan was initially, because actually Vince was really into it. It was his creation at first. And he even talked to us, uh, even like about like costumes. He's like, oh, yeah, le- leather pants. Because we went and talked to Julie and Terry, the seamstress, early in the day. I was still going to just stick to trunks, but just make it kind of rock and rollish. And then the memo got that, no, leather pants. Like, oh, man, <laughs> I got to wrestle leather pants. <laughs> and basically what happened was just uh, 3MB kind of you know became like a joke mm-hmm. just there to put the other guys over which is which is okay but i just kind of lost motivation with looking back now which i sh- never should have done it should have motivated me more but if you look in the shape that i was when i debuted like i was kind of how i am now i was ripped veins everywhere i was in really good shape and that time i i right before i got called up like speaking of being positive right before i got called up as of new year i was like okay no drinking i'm gonna start dieting i used to at that time do keto diet no carbs Six days, so six days I would diet, no carb, and then carb up on the seventh day. And I was training at Rob's, and I got jacked from January to April, and April is when I got called up. So again, yeah, it's funny yeah, how yeah. that works, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and then three MB happened, and I, I lost motivation, which I sh- never should have done. Which is a, like one of my looking back is one of my biggest regrets. Do, do you remember like the one time we had any interaction in the ring? I'm not sure if you were in the match, but it was me. I think you and Drew. Me and Drew, yeah. and if if. I win, 3MB has to break up forever. And it was like yes. a random four-minute match on Raw. It was just like, and by the way. Yeah. And I, I was like, think it was four minutes. I got, got cut down. It was like two that. minutes. Yeah. Was, I remember going to Vince. I'm like, you're going to just break this up with no yeah. announcement, just like in a random you know, segment seven? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, like, I don't know. And then he decided not to do that. But I was like. Yeah, yeah in the day it was. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a minute. Me beat Drew, and then you guys are done forever. That's kind of. probably wouldn't have done that. But that's kind of where it was at at that point. It was yeah. just like, ah, whatever. Just do yeah. it, you know. Yeah. It's hard to stay motivated though when that's the type of yeah. of a push or lack of that you're getting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but, looking, but like just looking back, man, yeah. what a huge mistake that was. Like, and then I obviously I got released, which like looking back now, like I would have fired me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I didn't care. I was miserable. Just, it was completely different at that time. I feel like it just everybody around me was just like miserable. The mm-hmm. locker room. Mm-hmm. The, Maybe I just avoid it now. I just listen to positive. Uh, it has changed, yeah. though. It's, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was just negative and, like, drinking every night. Yeah. And then I'd be hungover during the day, like, just praying, like, oh, I don't have a match today. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. like, I, now I come to TV, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready for a match. In the morning when I wake up, I'm training, like, for a match. Mm-hmm, you're I'm set. already thinking of stuff that I want to do. Whereas before, like, for that little while that I was in 3 and B, man, I had just lost all motivation. And, Did you have any idea that you were going to get fired? No, I actually had my full calendar next two months full I was, in three, like, the good thing with 3MB I was booked solid sure we were on every single house show every single tour even like they would send Slater to Red Red Loop that was a raw tour me and Drew would tag team uh, we wrestled the Matadors for like six months straight mm-hmm. every single tour every single house show I had my calendar uh, and even like um, I didn't have my green card at the time I had my work visa and I was I had spoke to the office about getting a green card they're like okay we got this one trip to Canada coming we got their way of doing it you have to be landlocked for three months you can't leave the states Hmm. so they're like okay after this Canada tour like in three weeks uh, we'll landlock you for three months okay uh, next week released. <laughs> wow. But luckily I was still able to get my green card on my phone. Yeah. Did you, like, what happened when you got the call? Did you see that 203 number? And Yeah, I thought maybe, 
I was on house. I was supposed to leave on a house show that Saturday, so it was uh, Thursday. Maybe? I thought maybe, oh hey, you got to leave Friday, or hey, you're off the house show. And uh, it was the unfortunate call. Hey, creative as uh, How did you feel? Uh, you know what's weird, man? At that time, I was so miserable. Like I would pull up to Raw and just like, oh my god, scared I, to find out what you're going to be doing. Exactly, or yeah. because every week it was. Like three MB was, it wasn't going. It was yeah. nothing going to be positive. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to do something embarrassing, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Losing so a I minute, was just yeah. so unmotivated. Like I don't know. I was just in a bad place. So I, it was almost like relief when you got let go. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it still sucks because you know this is my dream. And yeah, it's all I ever wanted to do. But at the same time, there was a little bit like, oh man, I don't have to go to. TNA. Then you got to start from scratch and you start all yeah, over yeah, again. Yeah, Because you didn't go to TNA or Ring of Honor. You were no, no. I was just on my own. Uh, yeah. I actually did. Go, I wrestled in Japan. I went to Puerto Rico a bunch of times. Middle East, India, and where I lived in Texas, uh, Texas was great at that time. I was living there, and there's so many promotions in Texas. I mean, there mm. none of them are. I'm, sure, not, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So I would never. I would be working indies in Texas and be sleeping in my own bed every night and like good money because it was not no competition there. Was Drew let go at the same time you yeah, were? Yeah, me and Drew same. Because you said you're best friends. Yeah, yeah, same time. So yeah. when did you find out each other was uh, released? Like two minutes later, went online. Like that's when. Oh was yeah, yeah, there was so, a bunch of people. Yeah, there. called him. Like, yeah. What did you guys think? Drew was very adamant. He did my show about yeah. a week later. He's like, I'm going to be back, and he just yeah. got resigned. I'm yeah, very yeah. happy for him. Very proud of him because yeah. his whole goal is like, I will be back. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys say that, and yeah. God bless them. Some of them don't make it back. Yeah. Did you guys have any conversation about that at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, Drew was very motivated. I wish I was that motivated too. So but, wait, which I did, but just a little bit while, like a little bit later. Yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were just kind of saying like, oh, whatever, you know. Yeah, happens, I'll just happens, work yeah. The, yeah, work the indies. Or, yeah. I mean, I, I was having fun on the indies. Yeah, yeah sure. No stress. Yeah. And, but I was getting nowhere. I was just... Um, but luckily, I did get into real estate, rehabbing homes and all that, which is... Which so, is funny because that's what Gama does too. He has yeah, all of his apartment blocks, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, looking back now, or in five years or ten years, I'm going to look back and be like, you know what? Getting released was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Because A, I got into real estate. B, I kicked myself out and got re-motivated. Like... Man, to think if I was still in that slump as in 3MB to now, like, I'd be dead. I, yeah. You can't maintain that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Just was, mentally, you'd be yeah, so I would down be and out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I don't know. Where I could. There's no way that I could do that, like, be that miserable, just living like that for that long. Mm-hmm. So it was almost the best thing that happened to me. Yeah, like looking at looking back at it now yeah it sucks I probably lost a bunch of money <laughs> but, <laughs> but that, that's the thing too like yeah. I remember like when I was the Undisputed Championship the first uh, the first time it's yeah. like I wasn't I wasn't ready like I wasn't I wasn't. I'm not going to say I wasn't good enough but I wasn't good enough yeah. and at the time I was like yeah, like I'm not this you know I was I was like angry at being the champion because the angle wasn't good and I was kind of like a secondary thing behind Stephanie and Hunter but looking back it's like I just wasn't ready yeah. you know but had I not had that experience yeah. of being the champion once and knowing that I could have done better when I got my chance and won it again it was a long time later maybe three years four years later no one was going to stop me yeah and it's kind of similar to what you're saying right now yeah it's kind of like one of those things sometimes i think like man if only i knew back then what i know now right and i'm sure in 10 years i'm going to be thinking oh man if only i knew and had you not been released you might not know what you know now exactly exactly you know yeah Yeah. so it's exciting because like we said as as we get ready to wind down here i mean you got this big match with randy orton yep um all from the positivity i mean what what's your uh what, what's your plan to, for this match and what, what do Man, you my plan is up until then just gain some momentum and literally try and be hated as hated as i can i mm-hmm. want to be like like nowadays it's kind of 
it's like rare to be a real authentic an heel. actual heel yeah an actual heel so that's my goal and uh you know, it's interesting because the, the ethnic thing always works too. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can really come on strong with like the Indian yeah, yeah, influence yeah, yeah. and, like yeah. you said, anti-American or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, th- I think I have a unique look. Like it's a great look, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, like you were saying, yeah, you look like yeah, you like you look like you look like if you're Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. you know, you could be the lead eel. <laughs> I see you pulling yeah, somebody's yeah, heart yeah. out like that. Yeah. You know, like now that, that I'm in, in shape, you know. I, and now I'm also mature. Like when I debuted, when I debuted, I was 24. Mm-hmm. I was literally like a kid. Mm-hmm. And now when I like, even when I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid, like younger guys, it's, it's not like it's believable. You know, now I have life. I'm a little bit grizzled. I mm-hmm. look grizzled. I have life experience. You look, you look exactly. Yeah. Tougher too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's what look, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not weathered, but you just look. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like before I was clean, when I debuted, I was clean shaven. Nice hair. I looked, yeah. I look like a baby face. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask this before I ask the final question. So uh, last week we were at a house show in uh, Champaign, Illinois, yeah. and it's a random match of Jinder versus Big Show. Yeah. And you know how show is. Yeah. Love show. He's one of my best friends in the business. But for a Champagne show against Jinder, yeah. Yeah. I was expecting punch, knockout, one, two, three. But yeah. we're watching this match and it's going and it's going and it's going and it's going and then culminating with this amazing spot but tell me about that and what was the idea behind it it was champagne yeah so the first night i worked curtis axel in a singles match and then the next night the car i think maybe you got added yeah. the car shifted yeah and it was gender versus big show and uh so i go hey show uh i think i talked to the producer like yeah i have a regular match this and that show up yeah yeah no problem so i go up to show hey show me and you uh, man show is super super cool with me i love show and he's like you know what man we're going to tear it up tonight. We're doing everything. He's like, you're going to body slam me. <laughs> no, he, at first, he asked me, asked, what's my finisher? So it's the Cobra Clutch deal. I was like, oh, show, dude. I was like, really? I'm like, man, I don't think. I was like, no, bro. Like, it's a Cobra on, Clutch where you put the... Uh, uh, Cobra Clutch into uh, like a full Nelson Slam. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and then I was like, show, I can't do it on you. You're too big. Uh, once I get, for, at first, I was like, no, show, come on, man. You're a big show. Like, we don't need to do this. It's champagne. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, bro. He's like, he, he's like you're going to body slam me. What? <laughs> like, are you sure, man? We, because, man, show's been wrestling for so long. I was a kid watching show. Yeah. So I know, like, all these years of wrestling have taken a toll on mm-hmm. his body. He was very, very giving that match, man. And I know after that match. It was a match, really good match. And I know for sure after that match, he was, he was sore, too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. sure. He, we did everything that match. It was a long match. And, man, he was just so cool and so giving. He's like, you know what, man? I see they want to do something with you. And, you know, I'm going to help you. And just being around, man, he has so much knowledge, like, of just calling spot. Because he's, like, seen everything. And, and he knows exactly who his character is, too. Yes. What to do. Very, very knowledgeable. I would say, man, Show is probably the greatest big man of all time. I agree. I agree. He is excellent. And I also excellent. think also very underrated as well. Yes, yes, you know? yes, yes. So how do you, big, how do you body slam the big show? Uh, I gave him the big boot. He bounced off the ropes. Hit him with a big slam. Is, that was, I mean, it was great. Yeah, is it yeah. mostly him doing it? Because you have to guide him, though. Yeah, I have to guide him. Yeah, yeah. He I must mean, be a strong dude, man. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> show's such a good worker. You can go up. But see, you know, the thing that's interesting is this is also before you win that six-pack challenge and, and the number one contender. If it happened this week, yeah, that I would, would make sense. I would yeah. make sense. But yeah. he saw that oh, they want to do something with you. I hadn't seen it yet. I just saw you getting in great shape and on this wicked look. I knew it would yeah. eventually come. Yeah. But it's almost like, I was like, how did you know they want to do something with it? Because I can just tell. I mean, you know, I just knew it. And yeah, yeah. two days later, yeah. he was right. Show has a lot of knowledge, man. He can, yeah. you know, he's he like, felt hey. it. He's like, you're trying to break you away from the pack. Like, you know, I'm at the level where a bunch of the undercard guys are. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to break away from the pack. He's like, you know what? They're trying to separate you. He's like, we're going to do this match. 
Man, he was so cool. He was super, super giving. I guarantee. Like he did not need to do all that. No, no, not at all. He could, literally it, could have been. Hey, even ding, if ding, you were in that Madison Square Garden, he didn't need to do that. But like we were yeah. saying, just in Champaign, Illinois, the most random of places. If yeah. you were there that night, guys, you saw something special. Yeah, man. Big he, Show doesn't get yeah. slammed every night. Yeah, no, Big Show came to play that night. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you the office heard about that too. I bet you Hunter Vince found. Wow, he, Big Show let him slam him, and that yeah, yeah, was yeah, a feather yeah. in your cap as well. And that's what Show told me after. That's why he did it. Yeah, he yeah, wanted no, it to get around. Big thank you to Big Show, man. Very appreciate for him a lot, like giving me so much offense in that match yeah. and being so giving and being so cool and just passing down knowledge even like in the locker room all the time like he's always talking to like the younger guys and, mm-hmm. and whatnot man show's awesome like it's, it's one of uh, after like your guys' generation of wrestlers it's weird like I, I don't know if there will be another like will there ever be another big show uh, I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's like I always say about rock and roll bands. Like, could there ever be another yeah. Metallica or Stones or Van Halen? Because if people have seen so much and, yeah. and bands get into it differently, yeah. it's the same thing with wrestlers. Yeah. You know, yeah. guys who've traveled the world for years to finally get here. That's rare yeah. and rare and rare, especially a big man like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so last question for you. Uh, what's, the, what's your favorite match that you've ever had? I have two favorite matches for two totally different reasons. Okay, cool. Match number one is against Seth Rollins for that title. Uh-huh. We, we had given like three segments, a lot of time, and it was uh, like a good showcase for me. Like, because a lot of people would see me on TV in these short matches and like think you couldn't work or whatever. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know that was a long match, but at that time NXT wasn't that mainstream, so that many people didn't see it. I, it's on some DVDs now, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. Our network, network mm-hmm. is on the network for 9.99. <laughs> uh, and my second favorite match is the WLC match. WLC, yeah, El Torito and, and Hornswoggle. Were you out in that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they moved us to the pre-show, and we we're like, you know what, man. We're going to literally kill ourselves in this match. And what were you doing in it? Uh, Just like interfering and whatnot. And then, like, were you on Hornswoggle's team? Yeah, Hornswoggle's team. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we. I remember that. Yeah, like, I took the big bump uh, (laughs) off, like, the ladder onto two tables. And (laughs) Slater took a bump. Drew ran and did a dive off the thing. And Matadors. uh, Oh, yeah, the Matadors are out there, too. Yeah. And just the crowd. Like, I don't think the crowd was expecting. Yeah. And we came back standing ovation in Gorilla. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely Hornswoggle's best match. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was unreal. We LC. <laughs> I forgot you guys were involved in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are my. <laughs> I guess it wasn't my match, but, but still, you were involved in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was you, such a fun match, man. I remember like being really pleasantly happy for them, but being surprised. Like, yeah. Wow. They and really the crowd. It. The crowd. Oh man, like this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chant. It's a great feeling when you get that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a big one coming up against Randy Orton, man, number one contender, and like I said, you deserve it. I'm, I'm happy for you and proud of you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for positive. Show. Yeah, stay positive. Look, stay positive. Look, see, yeah. You, you, you stay positive. You get uh, to be a, a number one contender, and you get to be on Talk as Jericho. There you go. What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say uh, goodbye in, uh, in Pujabi? Sashikal. Say again? Sashikal. Sashikal. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> hey, kids. Do you love the intense but focused and emotional work of renowned character actor Paul Giamatti? Yeah. yeah. Well, now you can take him anywhere with new Giamatti trading cards from Upper Deck. It's a slew of Giamatti's in all of your favorite roles. <gasps> I got Tom Duffy from Ides of March. I got Freeman from 12 Years a Slave in your face. All your favorite Giamatti characters are here. Shorty, Mr. X, Cleveland Heap, yeah. even Ben Bernanke. I got Man and Sleeping Bag from NYPD Blue. But it's not just his roles. These cards also feature Giamatti as you've never seen him. Oops, I've spilled something. Nice! Man about town. <gasps> 
You call this an antique? Well, these eggs aren't over easy. I got taking a steam bath? With 180 cards to collect, you'll have to trade with your friends. One lucky collector will get a gold hologram card of Mr. Giamatti as Chuck Rhodes from the show Billions. Not, not nice. Get your free pack today by downloading and listening to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday right here on the Jericho Network and Podcast One. All right, leave it to Team Tiger Awesome to come up with Paul Giamatti trading cards. Yeah, it was the one that he played in the Howard Stern, Big Face or something like that, Big Dick or something. A special gold trading card, though, for his character in the TV show Billions. This is the stuff you get every week when you listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show. New episodes every Sunday. I uh, still love the creative band that I did with them a few weeks ago uh, with my band was Eggs, who was a, a East German uh, techno metal band. And, of course, the Super Summer Movie Preview we did uh, uh, last week. you got to check that out. It's super funny, man, really funny stuff. New episodes of Team Tiger Awesome every Sunday. Go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the Team Tiger Awesome show so you don't miss out on any of the laughs. And, hey, while you're at Apple Podcasts, leaving Team Tiger Awesome a five-star rating, a stellar review, go ahead and do the same for all the shows in the Jericho Network, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. His latest episode has a new interview with Bruce Kulick talking about the 25th anniversary of the revenge album, which is uh, very timely because I got Paul Stanley uh, doing the same thing, talking about Revenge on Friday, the 25th anniversary Revenge on, on Talk is Jericho, but uh, Mitch has Bruce Kulick, he's also got Scott Gorham telling the story of Thin Lizzy, it's a super special, huge, huge episode with Rock Talk with Mitch LaFont, Kiss fans, Thin Lizzy fans, go check it out, go to Apple Podcasts, 5 Star Rain Review, Raven continues on the Raven Effect to uh, uh, d- dissect the re- his wrestling career, his highs, his lows, uh, the good times, the bad times. If you haven't checked out The Raven Effect yet, go check it out now. He's so well-spoken, and his stories of uh, being in the wrestling business, he's seen and done it all, from uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, Portland, Vancouver, ECW, uh, WCW, WWE. He used to work uh, as, as a writer. He used to be an announcer. He used to be one on the writing team with, with Vince and Shane McMahon. Lots of interesting stories from The Raven Effect. And, of course, Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. This week they're talking about old school versus new school. Rip Rogers versus Will Ospreay. Randy Orton versus Bubba Dudley. Lots of old school versus new school feuds brewing. Storm and Cyrus are talking about all of them. Then keep it at 100 with Conan on Thursdays at the flagship show. Drawn in huge numbers every week. They've just got uh, great guests, great conversation. Conan is a master at this. And, of course, Beyond the Darkness talking all things paranormal every Monday through Friday. Raven was actually a guest. Raven is a huge conspiracy fan uh, and ghost paranormal fan. Every time he has Billy Corgan on The Raven Effect, they talk about that. So he's on Beyond the Darkness this week. Uh, check that out. And if you haven't checked out the latest podcast from Beyond the Darkness, get to Patreon and sign up. They're doing True Crime Tuesdays, and they're doing it ad-free. No commercials. Just 5 bucks a month at Patreon.com. Go sign up and enjoy new episodes of True Crime Tuesday every week. It is worth every penny. It's also worth every penny to come see Fozzie. The Judas Rising Tour going in full force, having some great shows. Uh, King and Sons of Texas are with us. King is doing the bus share with us. That means they ride with us on the bus. Uh, tremendous, guys. And what a great band. Uh, don't miss out. You can still get some tickets at FozzyRock.com. You can get uh, the VIP tickets, too, where we give you a little mini concert. We've been playing a lot of fun covers. Metal Health, I Love Rock and Roll, um, TNT, Really Got Me, playing Judas, playing Requests. So come get a one-on-one intimate experience with Fozzy. Go to FozzyRock.com. Uh, you can get your, your tickets for the Chameleon Club in Lancaster tonight. 
We're doing 89 North in Pachog on Thursday. Come on down, Pachog. That, that show is uh, not selling as well as it should be. So if you're thinking about coming to see Fozzie, come on down and see us in Long Island. 19th, House of Independence on Asbury Park. That one's doing great. Blue Fox uh, in, in Winchester sold out. 21st at the main stage in Morgantown, West Virginia. Get off your butts and come check us out. What else is there to do in Morgantown on a, on a Sunday night? I know what there's to do. Come see Fozzie. 23rd, Machine Shop in Flint. That's going to be a great show. The Forge and Joliet. I think the boys from Pot of Thunder are going to come check that out if you're a KISS fan. Fubar in St. Louis on the 25th. And then we end off this leg of the tour with three huge festivals all in the Texas area. Rocklahoma in Oklahoma on the 26th, River Steady Rock Fest in San Antonio, and then, of course, BFD on the 28th. Then we head across the pond to download main stage with Aerosmith June 11th. I'm hosting the Metal Hammer Golden God Awards on June 12th. Uh, the 13th, we sold out the Crawford Arms in Milton Keynes. 14th, a, a super special secret gig. Okay, Also doing a couple spoken word shows in Ireland, the words of Jericho. Listen in, man. June 7th, date in Belfast at Mandela Halls already sold out, but there's still a couple of general admission tickets left to the Dublin show June 8th in Vicker Street. You can get those at Ticketmaster.ie. Also doing a Words of Jericho show in my hometown of Winnipeg with special guests Lance Storm and Cyrus. August 25th at the Club Region Event Center. Tickets available at Ticketmaster VIPs. Come on down. Come to listen to some funny stories and come meet me. Uh, and one last shout out to all the great Talk is Jericho sponsors. You find them all at PodcastOne.com Just click on the Killer Deals button at the top of the page. Eh? Hit the Talk is Jericho button. Thanks to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho 20% off all DDP Yoga app and uh, DDP Yoga Y merch. Go check that out. Get in the best physical and mental shape of your life. NatureBox. Sign up at naturebox.com slash Jericho. Get 50% off your first order and they'll deliver it right to your front. Go up. Of course, Geico. We're talking about Little Caesars. Uh, so many great, uh, great uh, people and, and companies. Keep listening for the 60 second AP News headlines coming up next and keep listening for Friday. Paul Stanley returns for his third appearance on Talk is Jericho to talk the 25th anniversary of my favorite Kiss studio album, Revenge. Paul is great. we got great chemistry. Amazing stories about one of the watermarks in uh, Kiss's storied career. Paul Stanley's Revenge this Friday. We'll see you then. But in the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy! And good luck to Jinder Mahal. I hope he kicks Randy Orton's rear end and beats him this Sunday at Backlash. Go Jinder! Go Calgary! Go Paul Stanley. We'll see you on Friday. I'll give it all I got. You give it all you got. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.